0: Hello, I'm Daniel. I'm a meditation teacher in Kansas City, and this is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. The teachings in this podcast are free of charge, but of course, if you feel compelled to make a donation, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes. Hi, I wanted to let you know that I'm teaching a class in November. It's an online class for the Rimei Center Buddhist Community. And this class is on the Dhammapada, or the teachings of the Buddha, which is an old foundational Buddhist text about what we can do to live a more awakened life. That's what it's about. It's about not about something to believe, it's about something to do. And I like to think of it as Buddhism Unplugged because it's such an old text, and it's before a lot of the growth and change that has happened in the Buddhist tradition. So this class starts November 2nd, and it's going to go for four Wednesdays, and it's online, and it'll be at 7.45 p.m. Central Time, and to get more information, please go to RimeCenter.org slash classes, and by the way, Rime is spelled spelled R-I-M-E, okay? So RimeCenter.org slash classes. Thank you. So in this is a story that happened in Korea in the 600s there was this Buddhist monk who he um really wanted to learn more about Buddhism than was available in Korea at the time so he came up with this idea he was going to go to China where Buddhism had existed longer and he was going to go try to see what he could learn there so he and a friend, they took this journey to China. There's actually a lot of stories like this in Buddhism, where people travel to try to find an older, better Buddhism. Um, So, this guy, his name's Wan Hyo, and Wan Hyo and his friend, they go on this difficult journey to China. And it's the 600s, so they don't have, they're walking, they don't have any means of transportation, so they're just walking from Korea to China. And it's a really long and difficult journey, but they're going, and it it happens that they get into a horrible thunderstorm and they're really worried and they're trying to figure out what it's going to do, what they're going to do. And it's late at night. And so they look around and they find this cave and they go, they go into this cave and they think we're going to have shelter here and we're going to try to sleep and then we'll move on in the morning. And in the cave, it's really dark and they can't see anything in there and they just go to sleep. And in the middle of the night, Wonhyo, he wakes up, and he's really thirsty, and he thinks, what am I going to do? And it's dark, but he feels around in the cave, and he feels something round, and he thinks it's a gourd. And apparently, a thing people did in Korea in that time is you fill a gourd with water, and you drink it, and it's supposed to be really good. So um, he takes this round thing, and he drinks from it, and... And he thinks, oh, this is the best and most refreshing water I've ever had. This tastes really good. And he really enjoys it. And he drinks, drinks a lot. And then he goes back to sleep. And Juan Hyo and his friend, they wake up in the morning and they discover that this cave that they slept in is a tomb. There are skeletons everywhere. So it's like a family tomb. Like a lot of bodies are in here. Oh my and he, so he looks over and this gourd that he drank from is not a gourd, it's a human skull. And it's full of dirty, muddy water. And he immediately throws up. And ultimately he decides he's just going to go back to Korea. He's not going to go on to China. He's going to find what teachings he can in his home. And he ends up deciding he's not a monk. And he's just going to go travel around in the city and kind of just talk to people about spirituality and that's all he's going to do. And he is a fascinating figure because he did what nobody else did, which is he tried to teach and used songs and performances as part of his teaching and nobody else did that. So that in that sense, he's a really fascinating figure, but so what's the point of the story? The point of the story is that our minds are really powerful. And if we tell ourselves something, we can kind of make it true. So he told himself that this was a gourd and this was going to be really good water. And part of that's cuz he was really thirsty, of course. But he told himself that, and because he told himself that, he made it true. He enjoyed the dirty disgusting water <laughs> inside a skull. And then when he realized what it really was, he couldn't tell himself that anymore. I kind of think about um I kind of think about my kids, because when we put food in front of them and it's kind of weird looking, then they tell themselves it's gonna taste bad and then they make it true. And I I definitely did that as a kid myself and I I do it sometimes as an adult too. But I (laughs) I always think about the kids doing that because they do, especially there's one of the kids that does it more than the other ones, but they all do it sometimes. They all look at food and if it looks weird or it looks like something, That they've never had before then they kind of can convince themselves of what it's going to taste like and i think that we all have experiences like that where we tell ourselves an experience is going to be a certain way and then we make it true so um gosh like if i am really tired and i feel like i haven't gotten enough sleep then i tell myself i'm going to have a bad day at work and then i i do have a bad day at work and i don't know how much of that is because i'm very tired and how much of that is because I'm letting myself believe this story that I'm going to have a bad day at work. What do you think? I think you made yourself have a bad day at work. I think I made myself have a bad day at work, too. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree because I, I mean, I've, you know, in my own experience, I have seen myself... On days where I have that attitude, and then I've seen myself feeling exactly as exhausted or whatever, and you know, just you know, I do the kind of positive affirmation thing, and you know, t- I'll take the time to stand there and say, "You got this. It's going to be a good day." Just smile and go get it, you know. So some days I don't have the energy to do that, and I end up having that bad day. But you know, <laughs> but but I definitely have seen the difference in my own experience. so the hope is that why is this related right the hope is that with our meditation practice we kind of learn begin to learn what our minds are doing and how to to at least understand I'm telling myself a story right now I I don't know if this is true I'm telling myself a story I'm telling myself this is going to taste bad maybe I should just eat it and see right or I'm telling myself I'm going to have a a bad day, and maybe I should just be here with my day and see how I feel. Thank you for listening, and have a good day.